What is up, movie trivia Schmodown fans? Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown. My name is Brad Gilbert. You might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. Oh, my God. You're my dream boat, for sure. You're a slacker, Brad. Brad Gilmore and this bitch. And I'm joined, as always, by the Illa boy from Illinois, Frank mm. Janish. <laughs> Sexy numbers from a sexy player. Love those numbers. Sexy, sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm feeling those really good numbers. Oh. Feeling those numbers. And uh, I'll let you talk in a second, Frank. And we're starting off hot because we already got our great Scott moment of the week. Nikki Dimalata is on the show. Can I get a great Scott? Oh, man. Great Scott. Nice. Very nice. Nikki DeVolante, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm great, although I'm envious, as I am, of all Star Wars competitors, because you all have the best backgrounds, lightings, cameras, <laughs> yeah. microphones, internet connection. It's uh, a pre-rec. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm over here. I have a plant behind me looking like a real jabroni. <laughs> and here you, <laughs> you look like you're in a studio somewhere. <laughs> but, but hey, congratulate a jabroni. Yeah, a jabroni. It. Yeah, absolutely. It. You've you've heard jabroni. Jay Brown. Oh, yeah. Of course, I've a heard jabroni. Jabroni. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Big old Jay Brown. Frank, you would know something about that, right? I would. I'm. I'm. My middle name is Jay Brown. <laughs> Frank J. Brown Janish the third. <laughs> oh man, this is the only show that matters. This is the Schmodown Rundown. We're going to recap everything that happened in the Star Wars division as well as. The teams division this week, both big, big uh, matches that happened and incredible ones, by the way, uh, especially yeah. that teams match at the end. Woo, man, <laughs> is that a story to tell? And we'll get yeah. there when we get there. Um, first off, Nikki DeMolante, congratulations on your win. Um, and congratulations on beating who I thought was going to be like the new wrecking ball. In Star Wars, Ross this Arsenal. Your boy. This was yeah. my guy. This was my pick. I still think, mm. and and you can attest to this better than anybody, Nikki. I still think that he has everything that you need oh, yeah. um, to be a champion in the league. But talk to me about that match because that one for a minute it looked like you might have been out of it. Oh right? yeah, for, for a sure. second. <laughs> yeah, it was scary for a minute. Yeah, no, I think next year he's he's someone to very much look out for. So yeah, I think he's definitely got. He just he got slammed with a with a really rough five so he's then what are you gonna do it happens to everybody at some point i think and if it hasn't happened to somebody yet uh, it's just a matter of time so i think he's gonna be someone to really really watch out for next year because he's gonna be rough (laughs) what'd you think of that five when you heard it did you know it no i didn't know it no i would have said the same exact answer he did so no i definitely didn't know that how did I feel when he got it? I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> I would have said the same thing. <laughs> You're feeling like I might win this match right now. Is what you were feeling like? Because that, I mean, that was that was even by Star Wars standards a diff- a, a, a toughie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've only heard of one person that knew the answer so far, and it's Marie Wilson, a oh, fellow suspect. You know, well, you there know, you go. Lady Dragon Con herself. That's right. But yeah, no, that was a that was a really tough question. Absolutely, that was tough. But. Yeah, Ross is Ross is he's fantastic. I think a lot of people probably underestimated him because he's FC or he came from the FCL. Mm-hmm. But I think anybody who underestimated him was definitely wrong to do so. So yeah, next year watch out for him. 
Can I, can I just say, because this was also prefaced in the, uh, well, not prefaced, but referenced in the Bateman uh, for Betty match mm. on Friday, which we should talk about at some point because, whew, that was a humdinger of a match. Oh, but yeah. he also threw shade at FCL about sending Paige back to the FCL or something like that. I'm like, it, I don't, it's not the diss that you think it is. It's not. It's really, yeah. it's really not because if they're coming from the FCL into the showdown, it's for a reason. Also, Paige didn't even come from the FCL to begin with. So to, to yeah. act like it's a lesser league, um, eventually you're going to wind up with egg on your face. But to each their own, if they want to play that game, I just, it doesn't work for me if they're trying to put down the FCL. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like we're still all in the same family. It's not like, you know, it's some other league that's that's doing something else. We're not really at odds with anybody else out there because we're the only ones doing what we do. And yeah. we started up the FCL. So I, I don't get that uh, line of insult, if you will. Mm-hmm. But, hey, you know, it, it's going to happen. Own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to happen. And I think Ross is an excellent example of why it's – it doesn't matter. Well, even Nick it's, Harley, you've seen the way he's played <laughs> yeah. thus far, mm-hmm. and he's no slouch. And so exactly. um, I, I think, you know, and then, you know, hopefully we'll see uh, Gerald Pataglia play perhaps next year. I don't know if he'll be in the FCL or, or Schmidt. Who knows what's going to happen between now and next season. But I think there are a lot of bright upcoming stars in that league. And obviously Ross is a shining example of just how deadly and how uh, elite players can be in the FCL, whether they play just in the FCL or transfer their showdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joshua, how uh, weighing in on this, we've already had an FCL competitor yeah. win a match. Nick Harley won his team's debut, so there you go. Can we can move? compete, Bateman. Here's the thing. <laughs> don't, let Bate, don't, don't let me catch Bateman in the FCL. Don't no. let me catch him, right? Mm-hmm. I'll put him in a three-on-one a <laughs> handicap match and really just make everybody, you know, Take a big crap on him. He would be so egotistical that he would take that match fully believing that he would win. He would win. He's like, you can spot them three points, and he'll play against three other people, and he'll still feel like he's better than them, and he'll win. And maybe he would, but I don't like his chances at all. I almost want exhibition style to challenge Ben Bateman to a match. 1980s movies only. Because he Ooh. he says he hates eighties movies, but is he study? Can he study them in a fast mm. enough way to where? Um, oh, look at that! The Andre yeah. the androids here. Mark point out the legend Mark Andreco in the chat. Good to hear from you. Hope everything is going fine. Hope we see you back in the showdown yes. sooner rather than later. Because I got to tell you, these legends are dropping like flies these days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, oof. can I tell you this? Great conversationalist is Mark Andreco. Anytime yes. I've seen him at any event. I mean, he can just strike up the conversation, and it's all. I leave feeling more enlightened, enlightened, <laughs> enlightened, enlightened. A light, a light. I a feel light. a light. I feel a light after talking to Mark Andreco. Um, why don't we talk about this John Roca thing? Yeah, yeah. So uh, after our show last week, you know, we ended it early to make sure everyone could go see John Roca's stream. We didn't want to, you know, take all his audience, obviously, Ooh. and we wanted to give him his due. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we make sure he had the spotlight. Uh, anyways, he announced that uh, he is in fact retiring, although he's not retiring because he still wants to play at Spectacular. So, if you're playing at Spectacular, you're not quite retired. You're 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 an active player. But then he says, after that, I'll retire because, in his words, he got tricked out of playing 
in the tournament and he got you know hoodwinked bamboozled whatever and which is hard to believe that someone was able to pull a fast one on the outlaw I, but i guess it makes sense that he would want to retire if these things are whipping by him and he can't quite catch him in the moment but nonetheless he's called out one christian harloff to give him a match at spectacular uh, so that he can ride off into the sunset and then he'll retire he says no one will dictate when I retire, how I retire. Only I can do that. So give me a match that's spectacular. Mm-hmm. Now, before I, you know, I talk to you, before I get your take, Brad, I, I thought this was an interesting way to go about it or to phrase it because he really has no control uh, in this situation. He's basically asking for a favor is what he's doing. He's like, I, I want a favor. I want to play one last match at spectacular so that I so then after that I'll retire. For him to think that he can dictate the terms given his position as a player, and granted, he has an elite status and he's done a lot in in the league and done a lot for the league. <laughs> Mark Andreco here. Roko retires like Cher does a final concert tour. Yeah, yeah. I think Cher just turned seventy five. By the way, it looks which great. is crazy. Damn, looks great. It looks great. Looking looks great. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it is funny that that Roka is is like, hey, I'm not retiring. But could you guys give me a match at Spectacular so that I could retire? It's a little bit funny to me, but all right. But now the other question is, who is he going to play? Because it can't be for points, actually, at this point. It can't, it can't really factor into the faction race. And if it does, that would be very interesting. I would like to think the managers would have to vote on that. Because let's say the Finstock Exchange is like right there at the top. And if Oroka win were to give them the faction title, that's, you know, we're talking about dicey. Um, an area, a dicey area there because all those matches are going to be from tournament winners and the current champs at that time. So I don't know that that match would play for points, especially if it's just a retirement match of sorts. Uh, I don't know, Brad. Would you would you really think of his uh, overall statement from that night? I thought it was so pro wrestling. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I got one more left in me. <laughs> one more match. One more match. And you know what? I mean. Um, we saw a guy uh, like Kurt Angle, uh, who you know Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle retire a couple of years ago um, in WWE, and he, what he, where did he retire? He retired at the biggest stage that he could find. That was WrestleMania, right? So for John Roca, if that's the way that he wants to go out, um, I think that um, I think that you know I think one it would be an appropriate venue for him. Sure. Um, the, the fact that he says he got hoodwinked or bamboozled or what have you. Um, you know, I, I'm not really buying that from John yeah. Roca. He's too nah. smart. But is he using that as leverage, proper leverage, as Johnny Depp said to Orlando Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I think I think that he's applying the proper leverage on uh, on one Christian Harloff to get what he wants. Now, who could it be? If it's not going to be for points, there's, it's you got to go one of two ways. You can't go with anybody who's kind of in their middle prime right now. You have to have, get, have somebody who's on their way up, still on the ascent, young buck, right, and put the young buck over, give him a rub on the way out, or you go with like a dream match scenario. <laughs> Nicky does not remember. He's like, okay, what kind of what are we wow, doing? what kind of match is this? <laughs> a spectacular one, Nikki. It is a spectacular match. It will be. So yeah, I mean, hey, um, so it has to be one of the two. So you either go with an old vet or you go with a, an, an up and comer. I would like to see an up and comer. I'd like Roka to go out there against like a Page for Breddy or 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 somebody of that ilk, somebody new that we're just seeing this year in singles, 
give that person the opportunity to go out there on the big stage against one of the uh, Mount Rushmore faces, uh, conceivably, of movie series. What do you think, Nikki? Okay, so on that note, because I I wasn't thinking along those lines. I was thinking it would be somebody he's had, like, beef with in the past, maybe. Right, that makes sense. You know, if we're talking about up-and-comers, because that's a good point, do you really think John Roke is going to retire? Hypothetically, let's say he does go, go against like a page for Betty. And what if he loses? Fire with that. Mm. I'm not sure that John Roke is going to be satisfied with that. If somebody who's right. a rookie like that beats him, even if they are, even if he did get beat by like an Adam Collins, who was a rookie phenom his last season. I'm not sure if John Roke would want to retire hypothetically if he were to lose in that situation. I feel like it would be like a, I don't know. Coming it's always better. <laughs> I think it's always better to go out on a, on a loss. But well, I guess really? that's in re- I guess that's in wrestling. I guess that's in wrestling. But in the also, wrestling term of it, it's better to go uh, out on a loss. But I think that for the sports side of it, obviously you want to be like Peyton and go out there and you know beat the undefeated Carolina Panthers uh, essentially. And and I think they actually they lost one game, but <laughs> well they definitely lost the only game that mattered. But go out there, win the Super Bowl, retire, go to Disneyland, and 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 be done with your day. Exactly. Um, but with the with the way that the talent is in the league, you're going to have to go back back to somebody who hasn't played in a while. I think to ensure yourself a win. That's that why person a wild man, Josh McCuga, Josh McCuga, or an or the third match. and final match between <laughs> Scott Matz and John Roca. It hasn't happened. Mm. Everyone wanted to see that match way back when their paths never converged again after that second match that Roca, you know, even up the series one to one because obviously the first one had the infamous Bassman incident and then Roca got that rematch against Matz and then beat him. Mm-hmm. And Roca Mans three uh as his retirement match, I think would be great because first of all, they are very good friends and they do have um history together even though it was in the very early years uh, of the showdown 2016 2017 and well i think both those matches were in 2016 so um i i think that if and and really that doesn't we don't have to worry about any kind of like faction implications and things of that nature and so it is a send-off match for john roca and to finally you know get that third and final match that uh longtime showdown fans i think would enjoy uh, to watch and for newer Schmodown fans, I think it would also um it might it might force them to go back and look at those first two matches and see what the Schmodown was like in 2016, 2017, and and and, and then re uh, or learn about that rivalry from that time. And I think it could be a fun match. I don't know if that's where the league is looking in that direction. I don't have I have no clue I who they're thinking that. of. To play, but I mean, right. I did see a lot of um, fans that night in the chat and even in our chat. I think too, we're saying that if he does have a retirement match, he should. Um, uh, Mans Rook and Mans three would be an ideal match, but Josh McCook would be fun too. It would be. It would. Be. But 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 Nick, but but Nikki just pointed out, you know, he has officially been retired in a retirement match. Josh McCook has so. That's you know. true. That's actually true. That's Maybe true. if he wins, he is forced to come back into the league. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. Right, right. But also, like, I think you're right, too. Like, I think it kind of – he should kind of end on a loss because Shirewolves ended on a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Levine gave up the belts, um, which is just He's a whole other circumstance. Um, um, you know, Sally Mark and Draco wasn't able to – actually, I think he kind of went out on a – 
No, no, he, he, that was a loss. No, it was a win because they were defending. He just never got to defend it you know, that time again. So we kind of went out on, on unceremoniously, I guess, if you would, uh, un, unexpectedly. Um, but it would be, it would be. I don't know that Roca does would want to go out on a loss. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, you know, even if it's for the betterment of, of the show aspect, I don't know. Because also, I mean, it depends who gets through that singles tournament and teams tournament. Who's available after True. that? If some of these young rookies make it, make it to or win the tournament, I don't know. Then that kind of eliminates a couple. But I mean, obviously, there, there will be a handful out there. Whether it's you know a Frankie Alvarez or a Rick Radis, you know, those two guys got a pay per view event coming up uh, in a few weeks or at the end of the month, near the end of the month, which would be really great. Um, someone like that, you know, even like I know there's a lot. The thing is, there's a lot of rookies on the FinSec Exchange, so it's like maybe the odds are he faces someone from the FinSec Exchange, although uh, it could be a, um, numerous other rookies or younger players. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to see what leaks out in the coming weeks up to Spectacular, who he might be playing. If there's like a short list out there that everyone starts, um, you know, guessing who it could be, and maybe we do drag this out. Maybe Roka starts calling out a player between now and then. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, any, any, anything is possible. <sighs> Who said that? Um, everything is awesome. I, you sounded in the way you anything said it like that. Anything is possible. I don't, Are I you don't talking know. about a song? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It's in my head, I though. I think of a song where they said that. <laughs> Mark Andraco says, Brad, are you well-versed in all Zemeckis or simply Back to the Future? I, I would like to say I'm good at most Zemeckis, great in specific three films of his filmography. Mm-hmm. Um, but But moving on, I think that, Again, we'll see what the weeks have to come for John Roca in terms of, um, yeah, it's Kevin Garnett. Thank you, Kevin Garnett. Thank you. I knew it was something. Oh, was okay. Um, Anything is possible, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens with John Roca. I really do think, um, to you know, both of your points, um, going with a, a more of a legend guy who he has beef with, and trying to get a win on your way out. I think is the outlaw way. Right. Um, I think it would drive lo- ro- loca. It would drive Ro- roca. Loca, loca. <laughs> it would drive loca, roca loca. Roca, yeah. It would drive roca loca if he didn't have a win um, on his way out, you know, and, yeah. and he had a end his career on a loss. I think that's a good. That's a really good distinction here. But let's talk a little more Star Wars. You know, Ooh. Nikki. First, before we get into the match from this week, which I really want your expert analysis on. And I know that you and um, I guess when you when you're referring to somebody's husband, do you say their lesser half? Because, you know, because <laughs> we always say the better half. Right. So yeah. would it be the lesser half? Is that how that works? I, I know that you and your other half. How about that? My other uh, half. The nice other equal. Yes. Your, your other equal. <laughs> Andrew Demolata. <laughs> we'll be talking about all these, obviously, on your show, Beyond Schmodown, which is a great listen. If um, Thanks. if uh, y'all never checked that one out, I definitely check it out when I can. But um, let's let's talk about this the Star Wars match. But let's talk about your entry into it. Mm-hmm. So when you realized you were going to dip your toes into the Star Wars Schmodown pond, you mm-hmm. obviously knew what you were getting into because you had somebody who is one of the most uh, Star Wars-centric, obsessed players I think that we've ever seen 
in his studying methods, in the amount of emotion and dedication that he puts to the game. I'm sure there were a lot of uh, long study session nights. I'm sure there were some nights where you took the entire saga that you have on Blu-ray and threw it at his head um, <laughs> out of frustration. <laughs> but um, she's laughing because it's true. True. Um, <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> But so so why why did you decide that this is something that you wanted to try? You got me. I don't even know if I have an answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd been trying to get me to do it for so long. He's like, you've been studying with me since day one. You're bound to pick some stuff up. It, it'd be fun. I would love to see you try and love to see you shine. And uh, then he like mentioned it. He mentioned I think he mentioned how fun it would be to have a Alex and Molly versus me and Andrew match mm -hmm. exhibition style yeah, Star yeah. Wars obviously I think he mentioned it on backstage and then I guess Christian was watching it and then the next thing you know he like DMs Andrew and he's like what's Nikki's number I'm calling her <laughs> <laughs> well and she's I, my <laughs> wife so I don't know <laughs> we kind of both want to give you that number <laughs> yeah I don't know man I gotta try to look around for it but yeah no <laughs> so he then the next thing I know Christian called me he's like hey you should do this and uh, I have trouble with peer pressure sometimes. So I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I don't know, man. It's fun to get out of your comfort zone sometimes. So I thought, you know, I do have a lot of these Star Wars words in my head. It might be fun to say them in front of people. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I mean, score some points. Look at it right there. I know, Frank, you're about to break it down for us. But 2-0, 95% accuracy rating, 92% PPE. That's more than just, oh, I'm getting some knowledge by <laughs> yeah. Being in a study session, that is, you know, you, you're you're at a high level. Uh, you're a rarity in the movie trivia showdown. A two and O debuting rookie to have this kind of accuracy rating in such a tough division. This isn't like you rolled out of bed and decided to do this. this is, you, 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 you got you got you got some real game, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. My trepidation because I'm not a lifetime Star Wars fan. Like, I figure mm, most people in this edition, yeah, they've yeah. been watching them their whole lives. I didn't watch my first Star Wars movie until Andrew and I had been dating for a couple of years. Wow. And so, and then I only watched, the, I didn't, I didn't pay attention. So, like, <laughs> I watched them and I just, I watched them with my eyes, not my brain. I just watched That's... them to be like, all right, check this off the list. And um, I didn't really start, like, paying attention to them until he joined the Schmodown. So, oh, I, haven't wow. been, I haven't been watching these uh, for my whole life. I've been watching them really and scrutinizing them for about two or three years. Well, so let me ask you this real quick and then Frank, you can go because yeah. you, Frank looks shocked and flustered. <laughs> I'm um, a little, a little. Wait, wait. So do you even like these movies? Oh, no. <laughs> do you? I do. I do. Initially, I was like, what is happening? Why is there so much politics? Like I'm watching the prequels. <laughs> so much politics. I was like, what is happening? This is so like I didn't understand. Like we watched the movies because at the time I watched them, I think it was only you know obviously the originals and the prequels were out. And um, he asked me a question after we finished watching one of them, and I was like, I don't know. He's like, we just watched it. How do you not know? I'm like, because it's really complicated. And they're talking about <laughs> treaties and senates and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So at first I was like, I don't know, I just don't get it. But the more I watched it and the more I was learning about it and learned how the plot line actually fit together and why this person did that and why this is happening. Now I do genuinely enjoy it and I do genuinely like watching it. So he's he's lucky is what I'll say. <laughs> this is this is crazy to me because, you, I mean, you're it's going insane. up against people <laughs> – who have watched, who have grown up with this franchise their entire lives, 
Um, I will say, I think also Laura Kelly was a late bloomer for Star Wars as well. I think so. Um, and she really fell in love with the prequels, I think, before, or even like Rebels or something like that too, before, she, or even like the sequel trilogy, I think, before, you know. Yeah. Um, I want to find somebody, I want to find somebody who watched the Clone Wars movie and was like, I'm in. <laughs> you got right. me. I'm in. <laughs> no, this, no, this, it's really fascinating because... It seems like just your 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 time with Andrew and then his time with the Schmodown is really like your entire history with the Star Wars franchise. Kind of, um, and it's it's crazy to not crazy, but it's <laughs> impressive. I think to me that um, you're able to to come into this division and know what you know. I mean, a lot of it has to stem from obviously you know working with Andrew and, and oh, yeah. helping him. Um, did you ever think, I mean, that all that would translate to how you've played these first two matches? I mean, would, would you were you doing mock matches with Andrew and like putting up a fight for him? And what was that like? You know, if you if there was any of that. Well, I mean, we never um, like his first season. The first season we didn't. When I look back to how we prepped for his first season, it was like a joke. I was like, "What? We're, we weren't doing anything, you yeah. know? We, it, you know." And so the second season, we didn't really do mock matches because you know it's just the two of. Well, we had one mock match with our friends, but we. It was mostly just me shooting questions at him, mm -hmm. and I guess because when you ask somebody a bunch of questions, you know, x amount of times over and over, your repetition. Right. You know, it's going to stick at some point. Right. So I would find myself asking him questions and trying to answer them in my head before he did. So just doing that over and over and over again, I guess it just osmosis yeah. you know, started to stick. <laughs> yeah, especially after a couple of years. And then now you yeah. hear you play in your first match. Um, just an I mean, you were 100% accurate in your first match. You miss a couple more here against uh, Ross right. and still come out with the win. And now you're you're on to the second round where you await one of the Damons, which is I think it's just kind of a uh, halfway to the dream matchup that some fans or that even Andrew, you know, mentioned uh, way back when about the Demolances versus the Damons, which seems like you guys could be like the the dynasty. Um, couples of the, of the schmode of the star wars schmodown which is interesting uh brad are you seeing what i'm seeing yeah nikki are you there okay i think we have nikki de Volanta frozen here we so do. um so, so do we'll we just, what do we do here we go so we're gonna keep talking like she's here no um we'll we'll wait for her to see if if she comes back in here um okay. and then but i think um maybe do we kick her do we kick her out I mean, she'll, she'll realize that she's been kicked out, so maybe she'll pop back in. Uh, That's what I'm saying. So should we kick yeah, her out? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. So kick from studio. Yeah, we'll do Kick that. her out. Okay, then maybe she'll okay. come back. And come back in. All right. Um, well, um, you were saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, she awaits one of the one of the Damons. and he does. Um, and they are. Yeah. They have become these two dynasty families. They're almost like <laughs> yeah. the um, the Hatfields and McCoys of the Star Wars Schmodown. Or would there be a better, I guess, the Skywalkers and the uh, – the and, uh, uh, Palpatines. Palpatines, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, you know. You know. <laughs> um, um, hey, Frank, real quick, while we wait on Nikki, yeah. while we wait on Nikki, um, I want to ask you. I googled most impossible to answer Star Wars trivia questions. Oh, jeez. Okay, and I just want to ask you a random one out of the twenty-five that we have. Okay. okay. 
Okay. Let's bring Nikki back in here. She's back. So. Oh, Nikki's back. Okay. How embarrassing. Oh no. Oh. Look at All that. All that fancy studio equipment. Oh including... wow! Can't even keep internet going. <laughs> <laughs> so Frank was asking you though about um about the you know your this kind of dynasty of the families in the movie yes. Trivia Schmodown. I wanted to hear your response to that, but first we have a super chat. Yeah. Suge Knight 323 with the $5. Here to support the great Nikki DeMolanta, Frank and Brad, what what is a match you're looking forward to coming up? Nikki is going for gold this year. Um, will those stats say that uh, I think that she is? And, and Nikki, we're going to ask you the same question. What's a match you're looking forward to coming up? Mm, okay. I'm asking. What Any match or Star Wars? Any match. I'm really, I mean, in the immediate future, I'm really looking forward to seeing Griffey Nooms versus Josh Horowitz. Really, yeah. really looking forward to seeing that. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see in that same event, I'm interested to see what happens between Chance and Marisol. I mean, same faction. Are you going to be, are you still going to be like super cutthroat about it? Are you going to be a little relaxed? Are you going to be on your same A game? I would imagine so. But it would be pretty incredible to see Marisol play a spectacular. So we'll see what happens there. So yeah, um, those are two matches that I've got on my radar, especially because they're coming up so soon. But yeah, looking forward I, to that. I, I agree. I mean, I mean, especially Chance versus Marisol, which, by the way, as it currently stands, I think that I'm going to be watching that match in person. Really? Uh, yeah. You lucky in, dog. In New York City, New York, actually in wow. BK all day. Yeah. Um, the the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn, the not Brooklyn. to be confused with a Brooklyn. <laughs> Nah, but I mean, the, yeah, but I'm sure there's plenty out there, but you want I'm sure Brooklyn. there's plenty of Brooklyns, but there's only one <laughs> the Brooklyn. Um, they're one of it's one of the boroughs. <laughs> so, All right, how long can we go with this bit <laughs> in the, the city of New York? Okay. State that is New York. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to those two, Frank. What, what's a match that you're looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to Paulyama versus Barbarian, <gasps> and That's because. Barbarian, he's come into this league with a lot of build up, a lot of hype that he could be this three divisional player, intergeekdom teams and singles. Hasn't quite panned out for him. Paul Ayama, former champ, singles champ that is, and he's he's been playing lights out all year. And we'll get to his team match, but you know, obviously, spoiler if you haven't seen that team match, final exam was not victorious today, and so that ends the the final exam team run for the year, and. Coming off of that loss, I wonder, you know, all Paul has is the singles tournament at this year. Obviously, he does have the free-for-all win, the chance to, to cash in. I don't know how likely it is that he, he uses that. So I think all his eggs are in this singles tournament basket, and Barbarian's going to be no slouch, you know. Um, and, and that match is going to be very, very intriguing for me to watch, very exciting to watch. And I, I think it could be a, one of the all-time you know, like round two matchups that we see because obviously the the Griffin Newman Josh Horowitz match is gonna I think is gonna be a great all-time round two oh, matchup. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it, especially after we saw how how uh, Griffin Nooms or as he's called Arthur Nooms now uh, team wise <laughs> how he played today in that match was just incredible. Um, but with that that event hall all in New York withstanding, which I wish I was gonna be there for in person, just can't can't swing it schedule wise. Um, yeah, Poliyama Barbarian, I think that's the one I, I'm circling for sure. And that's at the end of the month, so we got a ways to go for that one. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
So let's uh, talk about, though, this Star Wars match that we saw this week. Frank Janish, run it down. It was Eric versus Laura. Um, yeah. And Laura Kelly coming in off of a unsuccessful uh, attempt at obtaining the Star Wars championship against the um, lesser – what do we say? The equal half. <laughs> the other, other half. half. The other half. <laughs> other half. You I could just say his name as well. You could just say Andrew DeMolata. I know, but I like, you know <laughs> – People... You can say the former champion. In <laughs> I think that's probably worse than the lesser half. I don't I think, think so. he wants to hear he's the former champion. Well, I mean, that was at least you were a champion. True. Yeah, at one point. Would you? I mean, it's better than saying the other former other half. It's, you know. Can you really be a lesser half though? You can't I mean, be. A, yeah, I mean, you there's can. only there's only fifty percent and fifty percent. Like you can't be a lesser half. You can be a. Oh, that's a good. Wow, yeah. math. Yeah. Well, I that's mean, good. math. Yeah. Are you the? What, what's, what, how do you, what's the fraction? The numerator and denominator? Mm -hmm. uh, was that, is that a thing? Yep. Did I make thing. that up? I might no, make that up. That's well, a thing. What did you do <laughs> when you had to like, you had to flip it to multiply it or something? You had to reverse it. Inverse throw it fractions. Down. Yeah, inverse. <laughs> throw it down, flip it, and reverse it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's your flipping, flipping, flab, nad. Um, <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about now. Oh, so <laughs> the match. The match, yeah, right. The match. Yeah. Okay. Laura Kelly coming off an unsuccessful attempt at obtaining the Star Wars championship against Andrew Demolanta now finds herself in the Star Wars tournament. I had to think that even going up against somebody like Eric Whiteley, who's been so sensational in yeah. Star Wars thus far, Laura, you're still going to lean on being the favorite of the match. And boy, though, was it a it was a, uh, a back and forth battle the entire time. Nikki, I know that you you oh, yeah. watched this match and I'm sure you watched it intently and okay. expertly. Break it down for me, for me, from your perspective. I was very impressed. I mean, with Eric going in as 0-2, I was very impressed with his performance. And you can tell that he has been working. You know that he's been working. He's shown visible significant improvement in his game, which I think is fantastic. And Laura played like Laura. She she comes out. She's confident. She knows what she's doing. Um, what was it at the end of round one? It was um, eight to nine, I believe, yeah. at the end of round one. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting to actually see something take both of them out at one point in round one. And I feel like there was a, there was one or two questions this match that I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel kind of bad for PJ because that Dowager Queen question. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he only heard about 500 zillion times that that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> I think he'll I'm never sure. forget that word ever again. Yeah. But that was that question was like, wow, okay, they did that. Good for them. <laughs> but yeah, because and then at the end of round two, he, oh, Laura was up by one still two. She was up by three. Well, at the end of she, she was up, up by, by three. three. Yeah, yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. So and then Eric absolutely aced through round three. I I love the improvement he showed. So I'm really excited to see. I'm I hope he makes an appearance again next year. And it's always nice to see comments and chat from his fans of Blind Wave being like, ah, this is fun uh, to check this out. Yeah. So that's always fun, too. But he's just such a fun, refreshing personality. I do hope we see him again next year, even though his season might be over right now. But this was a great match. Back and forth. I Eric kept up till yeah. the very end. So where's where Eric based out of? I think it's Ohio. Ohio? I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it's the Ohio. Ohio State. The, the Ohio yes. State. The Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of remember the titans remember in remember the titans v running back y'all no? <laughs> i don't sorry oh. not many people remember the titans in the schmodown you know, history hi oh <laughs> got him yeah got him there 
Um, so yeah, I, th- I, I, I thought that Laura Kelly was going to come through and, and, and just demolish. Of course she was majorly impressive. What was her stat line here, Frank? She was a uh, 17 of 19 questions. That's uh 89% accuracy rate yeah. with a PPE of 90%. Um, she had a steal opportunity that she couldn't capitalize on. Right. So the Dowager queen, that was, which is the Dowager queen <laughs> one. So if that's good enough to trip up Laura Kelly, you know, it's, it's a tough question. And that's, and that's having a one out of three shot at that point because uh, Eric did go to uh, multiple choice on that one. So even out of one out of three, 33% chance of hitting that, uh, 33.33 repeating, of course. Um, of course. It's a <laughs> uh, very tough question, you know, and, and Laura was playing great. And very while Eric was always just nipping at her heels the entire match, and, and that's tough to do when you're playing up against someone with Laura Kelly who has just been so – uh, dominant in her play, not quite dominant in the win loss column, but that's everybody in the in the in the division. You know, she's six and five with a career accuracy rate of like ninety uh, ninety two ninety three percent, and you're like one game above five hundred. And I also want to point out that while Eric is unfortunately zero and three, he still has an accuracy rate of eighty three percent. To think that eighty three percent still garners you an 0-3 record in this division is absolute insanity to me. Terrifying. And that's it, it is. And I mean, it's just <laughs> he missed three questions. Laura Kelly missed two. Um, and, and still a very good match, a great match. And, um, you know, for him to navigate that second round the way that he did, uh, I thought showed a lot of promise in terms of uh, of where he's taking his game plan, how he's continuing to learn to play this game. Because it does take a bit because you don't always play – all the time, and uh, fortunately, he's been able to get three matches this year, and um, you know, so I think that that has helped. But it's tough too because if you're not always doing it in a kind of like a repetitive uh, manner, at least playing the matches, you got to be doing stuff on your own to kind to try and keep keep up with that kind of rhythm. And I think that displays here why continually put up very solid performances. Unfortunately, he's just become you know. He's he's finding himself in the company of the likes of like an Adam Witt, yeah. right? And it's just like, good lord, like can these guys catch a break for once? I mean, I love everyone in this division. It's it's the hardest division to root against people. Super oh, chat. Oh, oh, we Sorry. have a wild Sorry. super chat on the loose. Booker T is on the loose on the rundown. Wrong, wrong button. <laughs> what were you trying to hit? I was trying to mute my mic because I needed to cough. Okay. Okay. Aww. Well, all right. I'm gonna um, hold it in. Yeah. An agony <laughs> okay. for you. Well, well, hit the mute button and, and cough it up. Let's go. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, use that. Use that sound effect to hide the cough. Okay. Cover it up. Yeah. See? Just slide right in there, you know? What just happened yeah. there? Nobody yeah. knows. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. Nobody knows. But great, man. Give us some uh, Rony, brother. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Love it. It's great. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, the data gaming soundboard, soundboard Dimmy. No, I don't, because these always work. That's I mean, the they thing. always work, but we could also. I think we need to mix up the rotation. Would you ever tell mm-hmm. Michael he needed some new penny loafers? Which which Michael? The Michael. There's like a lot of Michaels out there. The Michael. You say the Michael, and I go Jordan. Yeah. Oh no 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 the Michael. Jackson is, is the oh. Michael Jackson. Okay, gotcha. I don't know, but I mean, like you guys are talking so much sports, so now I thought you were. That's true. Yeah. But yes, Jackson. Or like Michael B. Jordan. Oh. Yeah, because everyone thinks of, well, some people might think of him. Yes. I mean, Michael Keaton. Mm. Wait, we call Michael Keaton the Michael? We might. Michael Caine. I 
We might. Mm. Michael Caine. We might. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I oh, pick my go. jobs. Uncanny. I go. <laughs> you know what? This is during this the is, summer. I want to. I don't know if I should be saying this, but tiny spoiler. What we we we, we I'm not gonna be completely uh, uh, give it away, but there is a moment in the IG title match, and that's, that's and if you're smart enough, maybe you can figure it out. But anyways, it's just a little. It's not even a spoiler about the match itself. It's just something happened. Um, I think someone in the chat. Wow. Okay, they're really on it. Okay, I see. Never mind. Okay. Anyway, so. This match ended 28 to 25. Laura Kelly advances. She awaits the winner of Gold Leader and Joseph Scrimshaw, which, good lord, good oh, lord, yeah. what a matchup that's going to be. Um, I've I've wanted to see Gold Leader and Laura Kelly play against each other because there was that one bracket where I had them playing the first round, and then we mm-hmm. got that taken away, mm-hmm. or we had to get switched up. And so there still is an opportunity if Gold Leader can do what he believes he can do. Then we will get that goal leader Laura Kelly matchup. If not, Scrimshaw versus Laura Kelly is going to be amazing as well because I think um, we just never get enough of, of Scrimshaw. I understand Agreed. he's a busy guy, Agreed. but uh, whenever he does show up to play or is able to show up to play, it's it's always a great time. Whether he wins or loses, and unfortunately he's lost more than he's won. I think he's like one in four for a guy of his caliber. Again. This division is not for the light of heart, and I commend you, Nikki, for stepping into this because the fact that you that you're able to get two wins is, I think, incredible. Yeah. Uh, and it does speak to your level of play, obviously. But these matches can go either way, and when you when when it's an eight person tournament, it's just cutthroat from the beginning. Oh yeah, depends on the day, man. I was supposed to get one win and then just ride off into the sunset. <laughs> I don't know it. how. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> crazy yeah man it's scary (laughs) so let me ask you this real quick uh nikki before before we let you go you've been generous enough with your time and through our silly antics that we do on the schmodown rundown Hmm. um what is a demolanta study session actually like so Hmm. i know that y'all both probably do things during the day that aren't schmodown related like you have other aspirations and career things that you do the family Um, Family. I, yeah, I mean, whatever. You might have some <laughs> yeah. family to yeah. attend to. You know, maybe little ones of some kind. I mean, um, she's fine. Well, <laughs> just, she's got her toys. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Child Protective Services. Yes, I have to report somebody. The alias is Dimmy. Um, <laughs> Murphy. All I can say is that she sings the Star Wars theme, so, you know, oh, she's there you involved go. too. Does she really? <laughs> she does. She did it earlier today. So what theme? You does know, when go, you, when, right before the opening crawl star, she goes, ba, ba. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, in her little three-year-old voice, you know. That's sensational. It's adorable. We got a hyper on line one. (laughs) (laughs) So so anyway, 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 it's um, Home Alone. Home Alone. That's Home Alone. Yes, thank you, thank you. Anything is possible. Because I said, well, because I said uh, Murphy. uh, The name is Murphy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I so picked I'm, up I'm on glad it. you picked up on it. I did. I did. After all these years, you're finally, we're finally collecting. <sighs> finally. Anyway, so <laughs> the study session. Yeah, yeah. that's the. Question. What is what is it like? Yeah. Break it down for us. 
Hmm. Give away like as much in as you detail. Can. Yeah, give away all the secrets. Hmm. Give us everything. Hmm. How do you become but a is champion? It, but but in all seriousness, is it like super intense? Is it laid back? Is there mock matches going on? Is it just flashcard trivia? Like what? What? Hmm. Y'all mix it up a little bit. You know, that's a good hmm. question. I see what you're doing. I see uh, what you're uh. doing here, and you're not going to do it. Ross yeah, already we... lost, Brad. Give it up. <laughs> <laughs> We've had mock matches for sure. There's definitely mock matches. It's not like, you know, like crazy tense uh -huh. because like I – like. Like we've both said before, like that's when you start to get tripped up is when you're too wound up. So we try to keep it loose. Um, try to we give each other pointers too. like, hey, I noticed that you made this mistake. Mm. Let's talk about why. And we tr oh, if wow. that's, that's the cool thing about having somebody with you that's into the same thing, because if, if you're studying on your own, you don't really have that luxury. So if I notice him making a mistake, he notices me forgetting a certain thing. We'll like harp on it until it's like second nature so we try to keep it casual but it's a lot star wars is a big part of this past year yeah it's been a, it's been a lot of our life <laughs> I'm a sure lot of watching the movies and watching rewatching, rewinding <laughs> i'm sure it has <laughs> now let me ask you this before we let you go last thing because this mm -hmm. one you can answer in great detail mm. um first We'll start here. Are you an original trilogy, prequel, or sequel trilogy person? Oh, that's mm. a good question. Great question. I feel like these. Sorry to anybody out there who I'm about to offend, but I don't care. I like the sequel trilogy because the first Star Wars movie I ever saw in the theater was The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. Oh, ooh, wow. That's <laughs> so terrible. No, I love the sequel trilogy. I love Rey. I love her story. I love her character development. So I... And I love being able to see, you know, a woman doing those cool things. Yeah. So that's, I think that's really special. And I also love it because I'm really excited for my daughter to watch it one day and see like, ooh, girl Jedi, I can do that. Well, I can do that too, you know, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. But I love, for me, if I had to rank them, I'd go, where's the camera? Yeah, sequel, right mm -hmm. uh -huh. sequel, original, prequel. Clone Wars is somewhere in the mix. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. But, yeah no, I'm, I, I actually sequels. agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I, well, here's what I say to people. I say I find the sequel trilogy just an easier watch. Like yes. it's a much easier watch for me. When I watch some of those original trilogy movies and people might hate me for saying it. Mm. But there are certain times where I'm like, this is a little boring. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's, there's some tedious parts, right? Just sure. now there's, there's great – there's high highs, but there are just some parts where it's like, okay, can we get through – a little bit of this now, not as much as the prequels, where there's a lot of tedious parts and dialogue oh and wouldn't like performances. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but I but I agree with you. So out of those three, then out of the sequel trilogy, your favorite is what? Force Awakens. I do love the Force Awakens, but you know, the more that I watch it, the Rise of Skywalker is like, man. I know a lot of people throw a lot of shade at it, but I love it. Yeah. And the Last Jedi has its good parts. There are parts that I could take or leave, but. You know. Where do you sit on Cantobite? Not a fan. Yeah, a fan. yeah, I think that's the one. I think they yeah. really wasted Rose and Finn in that movie. They just, they really got effed in that yeah, movie. Yeah. Like they could have yeah. done so much more. But yeah, no, I'm not a fan of the whole Cantobite sequence, but it's there. 
So <laughs> it's it. there exactly. It's there, and you gotta know it. Exactly. So, you and gotta, you gotta watch, know it. The things you don't like, you gotta watch them twice as much. You know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I will say, I think I do find that people, when they get into Star Wars, wherever they, whatever their entry point is, whatever trilogy they start with, that's the one that that they hold on to. I think, or they gravitate towards the most, and that's yeah. completely understandable. You know, I grew up starting with the original trilogy, and that's why like I hold that very near and dear to my heart. And then. In my, you know, growing up, uh, when I was able to really more understand Star Wars was the prequel trilogy. So I still find, I still watch that with very, you know, fond memories. And then the sequel trilogy, yeah, I do hold it up to a little bit more of a scrutiny because of everything that came before that. Because I look at those trilogies a little bit more with rose-tinted glasses, right? Of course. Whereas, this, and I still like the sequel trilogy. Um, I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. I think when I watch it, I go, oh, man, I, there's some other stuff I wish they could have done but I still like what we got. Um, so I do, I think it is interesting. Wherever you jump in, that's the one that you're probably going to hold. So when people say, I love the sequel trilogy, I'm like, is that probably the one that you started with? Then that probably. makes sense to me, right? <laughs> so, but I mean, but you can still also obviously fall in love with the, the original trilogy and, and and have started with the sequel trilogy. But I do find yeah. most cases, um, and that, that completely makes sense to me. So, um, but also I will never begrudge anyone for liking what they like. That's, oh, yeah, that's no. just, you know. And it's all Star Wars, so it's all great to me. So Exactly. Let's all get along and watch Star Wars. Yeah. It's Star Wars. Well, I know you have plenty more Star Wars to watch uh, and study and obsess mm. over. Um, <laughs> and we'll see if that little FCL slice makes it into the league next year. That small screen Star Wars. I'm mm. pushing oh. for it. I'm pushing Ooh. for it. And boy, would that shake things up a bit. We'll see. We'll see, Nikki DeMolanta. Why let's people know where they can find you and follow you and where where and when they can watch Beyond Schmodown. Okay. Well, Beyond the Schmodown happens on Mondays uh, on our YouTube channels, Nikki and Andrew. Um, I don't know. Just search for Beyond the Schmodown. You'll probably find our faces. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dimmy, D-I-M-M-M-Y-Y-Y. And, uh, you know, Andrew's got a TikTok, so you should follow him there because he talks about, oh, I don't know, Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> I, he, I think he's like, oh, God, I should know this. He's at Rogue Leader Drew. I Rogue think. Leader Drew. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Well, Check you know what? Out. Check it out on the TikTok. Check Nikki, it out. <laughs> Dimmy, Dimalanta, thank you so much for joining us this week here on the Shimona Rundown. We appreciate it. Thank you for having right. me. Have a good one. Good you luck. guys, too. All Thanks. right. Bye-bye. All right. Frank, switch us. Switch our frame. There we go. Yeah. All right. Say, say good luck. You're going to need it. And that's a Star Wars reference, Brad. I don't oh, know if you know is. that. Yeah. How many do-backs <laughs> are in the original 1977 theatrical the cut of Star Wars? Like in the entire movie? Yes. Okay, so there's like two in the Sandys when they're searching. There's one right outside the cantina. I think there's one. Did they? So I'm going to say three. So – Originally, in the 1977 yeah. Star Wars film, there's like two there, in the distance. There were two, two. Okay, yeah, oh, five they, were added. Oh, was that a bantha? To, maybe not a do back outside the cantina. Maybe yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. Five were added yeah. in the Blu-ray edition. A stormtrooper rides one, searching right. for the missing escape pod from Leia's yeah. Corellian cruiser. Yep. As the special edition added yeah. four more do backs. And spruced up the original, making a total of five in the scene. One outside Moss Eisley's cantina. Because, see, that actually was – yeah, when you say they spruced up that one, right? So there's mm -hmm. so there was three then in the original. No? Well, they, they say two. Okay, well, they're wrong. I don't even know what a do-back is. 
What's a two-pack? It's uh, it's an elephant dressed up. <laughs> no, I think that that's Zabantha's. They had elephants, um, and they were they were draped with like an, a costume to be Bantha's. The dubacks, I don't I don't know. I think were, those were just actually like mocked up, um, um, you know, effect things. Anyways, you know. Well, there you go. Do back. Well, there you go. I really wish they would have kept the original uh, Job of the Hut guy, who kind of looked like a oh, John yeah. Candy guy, kind of <laughs> like a John Candy ass. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Although, uh, you know, Han Solo, what's going on, man? But you know what? In the special edition, when they did reinsert that scene and Han Solo calls him a wonderful human being, I thought it it just speaks to like that's something definitely Han would say to a slug like like uh, Job of the Hut. Although. Um, that scene, you know, when they tried to, when they inserted it and animated Jabba back in what was 95, whatever it was, doesn't look great because you literally just see him just go over him instead of, you know, so it's a little wonky, whatever. But the essence of the scene, I still think is pretty good. And also, first sighting of Boba Fett. So, well, look at that. Now. So, look, look well, at in that. the original trilogy, I should say. Yeah, I've never seen the 1977 cut. Like the original cut. You know, you know you, they have uh, – who made it? Um, the despecialized edition is sure. out there. You can you can get it and you can see – and like it's like – I think what happened was – Is it like an eBay thing? Uh, I don't know. I'm not – I don't know for sure. But what it is, it's like a composite of like the original and like the, uh, another release to try and like up the quality. Um, and it's as close as you'll ever get to actually watching the original cut because you actually cannot get it. You cannot he, get it anywhere. He went over the masters, right? Didn't he no, animate I, over no, the no, masters? He, 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 I think he has it. George has it, and I don't know if he sold that to Disney or not, but um, because I think the National Archive whatever wanted it, and they sent them like the specialized edition or whatever, and they're like, no, we, we – want the actual one and he's like no i'm not sending you because he just doesn't want it to be seen he doesn't because that's I not his vision that, though. i mean i, I get it but that. it's like it's like dude there's like people fell in love with the, the the franchise the movie from that of original version you put out in theaters and and we hell his ex-wife didn't she win an oscar for editing yeah. the original yeah she saved it by editing yeah i don't know if she won an oscar for it. i can't i don't remember i think she won the oscar or she was nominated Maybe yeah, not Star Wars, but yeah. yeah, she totally saved the movie in, in, in the edit. But um, you, you don't need to hear us talk about the history of Star Wars. Because <laughs> I don't know. You can go watch the Beyond the Schmodown. You got two Star Wars experts over there. Um, and you yeah. have Disney Plus, which I think has some docs that you can watch. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, this team's match. Oh, oh my God, Brad. This, I, look, I think everyone knows I'm a big Paul Oyama fan. And uh, not just because I have him on my fantasy team. Because full disclosure, I also have Griffin Newman on my fantasy team. So I was getting oh, points either way out of this match. Look at you. Um, this this was – damn. Because it, it's it's all about is this the last ride for final exam? Is this the last test for final exam? And because there's been whispers coming into this season – Paul was Paul looking for another partner? Was you know how's Alon playing up and down? But sometimes Paul would dip here and there as well, and so and this team hasn't quite gotten over the hump. They play really really well, but can they get it done? And I think there was a, I think there was an amount of pressure, a certain amount of pressure on this team final exam to make to win the tournament. And obviously there's some great teams in there with Deception, Danger Zone, and obviously King Arthur, 
um, the old guard, and so um, the Untouchables. I mean, there's a lot of great teams in here, new teams, and with some veteran teams in there as well. Uh, but final exam, I think, is, is the, coming in as the most tenured team in this tournament, and everyone knows how good they are. Um, really, they would just lose to the greatest team of all time in Shazam quite often, or not quite often, but a couple times, and that was the, that was the reason why they don't have belts. Um, and so losing to Lightning Time and now losing to King Arthur, you got to wonder, was this the end of Final Exam? Because they talked about it. Winston did. He brought it up, and he's like, in the post-match, he's like, I don't know what's going to happen next year, but if this was it, you know, they had a hell of a ride. They had a hell of a run. They they are such a great team, and it sucks because in every sport, there's like a great team out there that just can never get over the hump, and you're and then they then then they blow up and then start over again, and it's kind of yeah, rockets, <laughs> the rockets, yeah, exactly, and it's just one of those things where you're just like, damn, we were so close, but eventually you get to a point where you're like, is this ever gonna happen for us? Do we are we at the point where? We just have to shake it up because it just, it, it just for whatever reason, doesn't look like it's going to happen. And this may have been that match for Final Exam. We don't know for sure. We'll find out next year, though. We Close will. Yeah. We will find out what happens. Um, it was a killer five-pointer, though, to watch them go through it because um, it was, what, 1989 Denzel Washington movie? Yeah. Does he play like a British dude? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and it was the Queen and I. Is that what the answer was? Um, shoot, Queen and Country or something like that? Queen and Country. Queen and Country. For Queen and, and Country. Yeah. For Queen and Country. And you saw Paulo Yama and Lana Harris go through it. And then Paulo Yama came up with an answer. I don't remember the movie that he yeah, cited. Yeah. Um, but as soon as he said it, Lana Harris was like, oh, yeah, that's it. Let's go for it. And then they just pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. And I thought that they had won the match. Yeah, I didn't know the answer. <laughs> Brad, let me tell you this. Full disclosure, I knew the result of this match going into it. And that happens sometimes where I know the outcomes of these matches. But I'm watching this match, and I'm like, how does Final Exam lose this match? And if you go back, you know, first round, you know, Lon and and Khan both have six points. You go back to their singles match, you know, um, they both had six in that first round. So, um and then Paul had seven, and Griffin Newman goes perfect with the bonus. Yes, the mighty Quinn is what Oyama said. Thank you, Ronnie. Be good. And second round, King Arthur lands on a punch choice. Paul Oyama is like, he he was not messing around this entire match. He was all business, all business this match. And you know, Winston and Lon are kind of going back and forth, and Paul just kind of goes. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're giving them Wizarding World and just kind of, like, interrupting what was going on. He's like, we're not messing around. We're sticking to the plan. You know Paul Oyama was going to do his homework on Griffin Newman and King Khan. And there was no, like, dancing around this issue. It's like, no, we're giving them Wizarding World. And it worked out for them. Uh, um, uh, Final Exam was able to get two questions to steal for a total of three points, one point and two point uh, steals there. And, you know, you got to think, you know, Final Exam – Shoot, like they did, they did their homework, they they executed and 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 capitalized on those steal opportunities, like the great team that they are, like great teams do, and then they get opponent's choice, and King Arthur, Khan and and, and Newman, they stick to their plan and go, we're giving a movie release dates now. As we've seen throughout this season, movie release dates has been 
has been altered a little bit, has been reconfigurated in how they ask questions. You know, it's not just like what year the Mass of Zero come out, what year the Gladiator come out. It's none of that stuff anymore. It's yeah. these three movies, you know, blah, 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 this and the other. So it's a tougher category than it has been in the past, which is to say it's it's always been tough. And Paul Oyama and Lon Harris, they go through that thing like, like a Shimodown's pro's pro. I mean, it was some of the best second round play that I think we've seen uh, this year for sure. And they did not give up any steal opportunity. They got nine points out of that out of that round of movie release dates. And they handled it like true professionals that they are, the greats that they are. And they were up a couple points going into that final round. And it was that five-pointer, which it all came down to the five-pointer. And... They got bit. They got bit bad. And I and when Paul Oyama said the answer, Brad, and I was like, wait, King Arthur wins this match. But Paul Oyama just said the answer, right? <laughs> like, maybe I misheard. Maybe someone wrote it down wrong. Maybe, you know, it got lost in translation somewhere. And then I'm I'm literally waiting for Mark to say, and your winner, final exam, and he says King Arthur. And I'm like, wow, that is a heartbreaker. A real heartbreaker because... I was, despite my prior knowledge, I was convinced Final Exam won. I yeah. really was, and uh, it just, it, you know, it didn't happen. And now their future's up in the air. And um, man, I mean, there's a. I know we're talking a lot about Final Exam, but King Arthur played great, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about them, obviously, next round. But Final Exam, you know, I think they will be remembered if this is the end as one of the great teams in the team's division for sure. I think they're they're a top 10 all-time team, and there's been a lot oh, yeah. of teams. There's been a lot of teams out there. They're definitely top 10. I'm not exactly quite sure where they land, um, even though they're a game, I think, above 500 or right there around 500. So even with that record, they they, they are one of the best teams of all time for sure. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree with that. I'm one of those people who believes this is probably the last time or this is the last so, time that we yeah. see them together. Um, they'll probably move on to greener pastures next year. And really, there's still so many questions about next season still um, in regards to factions and teams and things of that nature, FCL and wh- where all that's going to go, that um, I, I would actually say it's probably pretty unlikely that too many teams even remain together unless they have championship belts around their waist. Um, I think that's a real possibility. So for them to go out the way that they did, if this is the final match that we see them in, they, they cemented what I feel is, is their legacy as one of the best teams in this sh- uh, shaken up um, faction. Or I guess in the faction, because I guess the faction aren't going away. What would we call this era? The digital era, really. The digital era, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've definitely been the best in the digital era. Um, uh, Christian Hardesty says, where, does they, where do they rank as teams who didn't win a title? Yeah, um, I mean they're they're at, high up there. They're they're two, one or two or three. I mean they're they're in the top three. I mean you look at teams like who's the boss, even though they kind of mm. they teetered off really hard like in the end there. I think um, let me see of, of the teams that I think Wolves of Steel, Wolves of Steel is yeah, hundred percent Wolves of Steel. I think let's see. I mean they find themselves. In the area, win-wise, of team action, which was six and four, final exams, and six and five, but you would definitely say there's a big disparity in terms of the better team there, despite the record. A final exam obviously would wipe the floor with that yes. team action of, of that day, right? So, um, I think even the family, 
you know, Drew and it's Drew. Family, yeah. I think won I think, the tournament. You know, I think I don't think they get talked about enough, if only because Andrew Guy was never seen as like one of these elite top players. Although he was very formidable as a teammate, he was a great teammate. Um, and he beat Dan Merle and Mark Riley. And he beat Dan Merle and Mark Riley. So, um, but I think I would still put final exam over them. Um, God, that's one but, of the big what ifs, by yeah, the way. Yeah. If I mean, he critically acclaimed, you know, Broken. I think they're above critically acclaimed, who, who got to a title match but never won it. Um, but they're above critically time. acclaimed. Yeah, yeah, I would put them above critically acclaimed. And, and um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, other than that, they were talking about like the older teams of like Trek and. Hey. And, why why critically acclaimed actually doesn't get brought up enough and yeah. William Bibiani as much as he's talked about doesn't get talked about enough in my opinion you know we're talking now about he and and Brennan being yeah. one of the greatest teams of all time the greatest um, of all time I, I I still don't have them number one but they're they're probably going to get there like yeah. I, I I'm, I'm sure they're gonna get to my number one spot by when, when it's all said and done for their careers. But William Bibiani, I never hear him get brought up in like Mount Rushmore discussions when he's a team's champion, he's singles champion, uh, free for all MVP year yeah. over year. Why why don't we talk about him as one of the greatest of all time? That's an interesting question. It really Cause is because he because um, he, he really at least should be mentioned, right? I mean, yeah, I think part of it is you can make until... the case that he's he's above Rachel. You can make the case he's above Clark. You can make the case I, I he's could, above I would go as Sam. Far, I would go as far as Clark. Uh, I I mean, Sam was double belted. You know, the first to do it. He has he has the all time win streak at seven games in a row in the singles division. The knowledge. I mean, like Bibiani will sure. always have the knowledge over every like ninety eight percent of the league. Um, he just has the brain for it. And the, the, I think the thing with Bibiani is is he like he had that. Incredible debut, and he kind of teetered like for that season after, and like a season and a half ish. Um, the infrequency in which critically acclaimed could was playing during their time, I think, kind of hinders because it was so spread out that you, you forget that that team ended. Um, well, let me see, four and two with four TKOs to their name, and they got to a title match, but then lost to the Shire Wolves. That's a pretty good run. Pretty good run. But, like, I, I think they were never – like, sure, they had some elaborate entrances, but they were never I – don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Who do you put higher on the rankings? You're about to have a nasty conversation with somebody. William Bibiani mm -hmm. or Ben Bateman? <laughs> so – it's going to be Bibiani. Okay. Because he's been singles champion. Yes. He hasn't defended it. No. Neither did Ben Bateman. Mm -mm. Sure. Ben Bateman beat Bibiani heads up, you know, in the tournament, right? But Bibiani has won the team's belt, defended the team's belt, and he's currently on a team that is 11 and 2. Yeah. The great and arguably the greatest team of all time, right? Sure. For your sake, I'll say that. But the is, you know, which a team that has an accuracy rate of ninety one percent. They might be one B. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's Bibiani. I mean, he's also he's a two time free for all MVP. He has the he has 
free for all records up the wazoo. Yeah. Um, I I well I put I, I put Bibbs above Ben at this point as well. But why does Ben get hated on so hard by the audience? Because he wants to be, and so he makes sure that happens. I think I think that's his mo. But that's see, why he, but that's see, why he has the big ass board. That's why he does the stall tactics. I mean, that's all by the stall design. Tactics are sensationally annoying. <laughs> yes, and so that's why. And it's he he, he by design. By on purpose, he's annoying, right? He's not quite a bad guy. He's just he's annoying, but and also it's just like, and it does get you, it does get on your nerves from time to time if you're especially if you're a player. But I think as the team as as the you know the years go on, people are like, oh, he's stalling again, blah 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 blah. Even though those players are saying that, like Paige was, it still gets under their skin. You know, and it's yeah. it's it's still it's still serving a purpose, but uh, yeah. It do you want to talk work. about do you want to talk about that Bateman Page match? Because... Yeah, let's talk let's talk about it real quickly before we wrap mm-hmm. up because we're yeah. over time a little bit. But Page for Breddy, the Boston badass, um, who's become one of my favorite players this season. I just love her energy, love everything that she brings to the game. Um, she was going up against Ben Bateman, obviously Ben Bateman, the favorite in that uh, round two of the Ultimate Schmodown tournament. And they had a nice battle with one another that, yeah. that came out. And, and it, there's an early challenge, the Godfather, the Godfather Part 3 thing, um, which I actually thought Paige got wrong. She wrote the Godfather Part 3. Yeah, it's wrong. It was wrong. It's wrong. It's, it's just wrong. straight up wrong. Easy call. Sorry. Yeah, it was and, easy And look, call. she tried to hide it. She, she did. She tried to hide it. She knew. And I don't blame her for trying to, you know, finagle that because it that's what like, she should do. It was like – God, Godfather. The board was a little, <laughs> little, not as high as the last time, you know. Godfather. Yeah. I don't blame her. I don't blame well, her. Well, I'm not like, mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. But um, And 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 that's why Sam didn't challenge. I don't know what was exactly said in the backstage. I don't know. But ultimately, he did not because he was like, he knew. There's really yeah. no way out of that one. There's really no way out of that one. No. I'm sure he thought about it. I'm sure. He, he definitely 100%. thought. You have to. Could I? But no. That, that, that was an obvious call. Um, and then moving on through the match, we saw the stall tactics from Bateman. Uh, what did they get in round two, respectively? So Bateman got coming of age, and right. Page got David Fincher. Right, yeah. Interesting categories for both. And um, it's, the, it's the Fight Club question that Page got. Airplane, airport, and this... I think, you know, there, there was a meeting for what we can do with the rules or how we you know, make some tweaks and changes to the rule book. And one of the things I think that that's that did come up that's that was talked about is the situation in which Paige and Bateman had with this with this this particular fight club question and she, her initial answer of airport and Christian kind of sits there and is like he's he's wondering can I give can I award her the point for airport even though we have airplane here and and then Paige then in in that Short time frame, Paige goes, or an airplane, right? And at that time, right as she's saying that, Christian's like, we can't give you that answer. Uh, you said airport, um, so we're going to rule it incorrect. Bateman, you now have a two-point steal. He says airplane. He gets a two-point steal, and then there's the challenge, right? And what ultimately ended up happening was Bateman gets another question because Paige said the answer. Well, yeah. I think going forward, and this is this is of my opinion, that – if a competitor in any situation, I don't care 
what the circumstance is. If they say an answer out of turn, essentially, that their opponent can hear and is privy to and, and, and now they're in the steal situation, that player should not be given a new question because you know their opponent said the right answer. That's like sabotaging their attempt to at a steal, basically. I don't and in this case it wasn't malicious on Paige's part. Absolutely not. I don't believe that at all. But if you say the correct answer out of turn or beyond the time limit and because you, you try to correct yourself and and you throw it out there, that's a tough break because you're trying to correct yourself and you're not sure if you're right on the line of the uh, of the accepted allotted amount of time to correct yourself to self-correction rule. And so you got to make that judgment call whether or not should I throw this out there because I'm trying to self-correct. But if I don't get it within the time, then he's going to hear the right answer. He or she will hear the right answer. You know, they can't be given a new question because you've tried to to correct yourself, right? Right. And, and that's what happened here was, you know, they cited that Paige said the right answer, so we're going to give Bateman a new question to steal. And, and he ultimately did steal. But I think going forward, in that situ- if that situation plays out again next year, Bateman should not be given a new question. He should be kept the same question. And if Paige had says, says the right answer out of turn, out of pocket, as they like to say now in the game, then he can say that. And that's and that's that's a goof on you as the player, that you said the right answer out of turn, out of pocket. And that's my, of my opinion. I, I Because that can be used maliciously to derail someone's steal attempt. I'm not saying that's going to happen on purpose, but someone might – be having a bad day. You never know what goes on in some, some, someone's day. They may go, whatever, it was an airplane. I know I should have known that, you know? And if that's the fact, if that's the fact of the case, then you can't be like, all right, well, now we got to give him a new question because you said the answer. No. Yeah. 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 I agree with you. I agree with you. And, you know, but it's one of those things to where when it's happening, um, and I, I will say that my experience in the FCL has really helped me look at these challenges in a different way because mm-hmm. when they come into play, uh, especially in the FCL, we're live. So we don't have 20 minutes to hash it out, yeah. right? We have about 90 seconds is is in my head where I set the timer. I'm like, okay, 90 seconds on the clock. Let's figure this out. And sometimes you don't come to the best ruling uh, in the moment. You, you, you Meaning like, okay, let's just give them a new question, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's something that you can come to. And then you look at it later. You're like, oh, no, I could have done it. This, this is probably the way we should have done that. So I, I have sympathy for – having to sure. be in the decision desk for the challenges was this one the particularly right way to do it i think that's up to interpretation i do like what you said though i like what you said but let's get to the end here let's get yeah. to the end here um boy was this exciting round three this was bateman gets you know we should preface also in the first round he gets basically a movie release date question the halloween question you know how many Halloween mm-hmm. movies came out in the 90s and he what was the answer two and he said mm-hmm. three or something like that um, or whatever the I forget exactly. I'm not a I'm not a Schwinnell player, guys. And this was like a week ago now. So, anyways, um, but Paige got the answer right. He didn't, and so that cost him a perfect first round, a potential bonus point question, right? Trickle all the way down to the final round. He gets this Oscars question. You know, Damien Chazelle, how many Oscars has he been nominated for as a director? Um, the answer is one. It's just for La La Land. He says two. Um, and then Christian's like, that's incorrect. And he's like, oh, that's three. You can see him like mouth it, you know, oh, that's three. And he's like, nope, the answer's one. He's like stunned because he thought probably, you know, La La Land, First Man, and Whiplash, right? Those are the three you're probably thinking. But he really didn't burst onto the scene until like it was La La Land, which 
the one that put him on the map. And so he gets that wrong, which opens it up for Paige to come in for the win. And Paige made some rookie mistakes that Bateman wasn't able to make her fully pay for because he ended up losing this match. You know, you talk about The Godfather Part 3, you know, when she she just said The Godfather Trilogy, right? Right. The airplane airport um, mishap. If she took her time a little bit, maybe she sits with it, maybe has a repeat, really listens to the question. Maybe she then does say airplane instead of airport, right? Bateman got a break and got a break, right? Those are two breaks that he got. And then he gets an Oscars questions, a, a thing that's in his wheelhouse. And we're talking about Damien Chazelle, who's like, it's not like some director from like the 70s. This is a guy who's working today, very recent history. Ben Bateman's been covering this space, you know, so he would have, he should have known this one. Like, this is when he should have known for sure. And he missed it. And he, I mean, he lost this match. I mean, he it was this match was given to him by Paige by those two simple mistakes and he couldn't capitalize on it and misses a big Oscars question. It's kind of unreal to me that he misses essentially a movie release date question in the first round, misses an Oscars question, a three-point Oscars question in the final round. These I are know. two things that Bayman has made his bread and butter and could not deliver a win. Even with the tiny mishaps from Paige. Incredible outcome, and he is out. And that's a huge blow for the dungeon and the faction race. Uh, it's a massive blow because you have to think if I've been Bateman, I have a good shot of going all the way with this. And for him, like you said, like to miss on movie release dates and Oscars. I can understand missing on movie release dates. I can understand it. Even, even if you're Ben Bateman. Like, I can understand that. Oscars is something that he's really stuck close to the chest on before. Now, this is recent Oscars history. Yes. So you cannot kind of somewhat understand, like, I've gotten to that age to where when people are like, oh, yeah, La La Land. I'm like, yeah, that came out last year, right? And they're like, no, it came out like 2017. <laughs> and I was like, what? what? Yeah. Whenever, whatever year it came out. I'm like, 15? really? It's been that long? 2016. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's been a long time, but I yeah. feel like it just came out last year. You know, I've gotten to that kind of point in my life. So I can understand our recent Oscars history might be a bit foggy for some people. Um, even a movie series showdown player, but Ben Bateman is one of the best to ever play the game, in my opinion, playing the game game. So something that he's definitely gonna have to know. And uh Paige for Bretty, really a star making performance for her, even with her mishap. She's now on the map and you know she's got a um she's got eyes on her. She's got people thinking, yeah. okay, I, I can't look past Paige for Bretty. And I remember even talking to Ben Bateman at one point, or maybe he said it on backstage, I can't remember which, but he was not going into this match ensuring himself a victory. He was like, no, Paige for Bretty, like, who knows what she knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows what she knows? And look, without, I mean, Paige was like a, two tiny mishaps from having potentially a perfect game, right? She, I mean, if she gets that Godfather one, right? And let's say maybe she gets that bonus question. But she's like an airport slash airplane away from having from sweeping that David Fincher category for all eight points. Mm -hmm. She could have had another perfect game here. Um, so yeah, when she goes up against either uh, Griffin Newman or Josh Horowitz, you know one of those guys is gonna have their hands full with Paige for sure. Uh, that's gonna be an, an incredible uh, matchup. Boston uh, versus whoever. New York. Yeah, I mean it's gonna Let's be great. Go. Let's yeah. go. Well, you know what, Frank Janish, we've said it all. You've said it all today we've talked about it all we've talked about it all. um 
Get your tickets for the Schmodown live event in New York if it is. Is it already sold out or no? I think no, there's, there's like still, one there's or two. Still tickets, there's still tickets. There's, there's some. still tickets. Yeah. No, so no, go no. get them. Here's enough to get, go get them. Yeah. Go get. Okay, go do it now. Do, do it right, right now. now. All right. Like, right now, right now. Schmodownlive.com. He's Frank Janish at FrankieJ29. On the boat at Brad Gilmore. This is the Schmodown Rundown. The only show that matters. Big shout out to Nikki Demolanta and our assistant producer, Mr. Plud. PLD. We appreciate all of you. So, for Frank Janish, I'm Brad Gilmore. We'll see you all next week.